0: Welcome to The Brian McClanahan Show. Welcome back to The Brian McClanahan Show. Glad to have you back on the program. Very glad to be here. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter, like my Facebook page, and subscribe to my YouTube page where you can watch the podcast. Find all those social media accounts on my webpage, brianmcclanahan.com. That's B-R-I-O-N. McClanahan.com. Why are there? Give me that email address. I'll give you a free ebook, Forgotten Founders, free audiobook of the same title, read by yours truly. Support the show by going to McClanahan Academy, always free to enroll. Get that free class. Purchase a class there. I've got a whole bunch of them. Look, we've got some uh, interesting days coming up. We've got Constitution Day right around the corner. And I will be running a sale on that hint, hint, as you're getting this. So uh, there'll be a very quick flash sale if you're listening to this podcast. Just before Constitution Day, of course, we're at the, what, 15th? Uh, so uh, on, so it's coming up, right? Get that Constitution Day flash sale. You need my class on the Constitution. You need my class on the originalist papers. You need my class on the war. You need my classes on American history. All this stuff is important. I've got a couple of more inexpensive classes there, one on the Declaration, one on Secession. Secession class is very popular. Um, so get those classes, too. That supports the show, keeps it free of charge. Also, buy one of my books. Click on that support tab. Get my logo and all kinds of cool stuff. Lots of great ways to support the show. And as always, rate it wherever you get your podcast. Share it around on social media. Let people know you're listening to the show. Let's grow the audience that way. Comment over on YouTube. I mean, that's another thing that helps push the algorithm. People see it more. Um, so this is there are some things you can do to help promote the show. All right, well, let's wrap up the week with something that I find pretty interesting. And I want to go back to something I talked about on uh, on Monday, and that's this Constitution Day seminar being held by, what was it, the Tom Paine Institute or something like that. And you look at the panel of speakers, it's all women. It's all women. It was all women, all female speakers. It was the The organization is led by a woman, and she decided to choose all women for this panel, no men. And this brings up a piece that was in the Daily Mail uh, on September 7th. It's written by a woman. Uh, two women, in fact. And the title is Affirmative Action for Male Students' New Dirty Little Secret. U.S. colleges worried as men abandon courses in record numbers but are afraid to speak out amid glare of gender politics. Oops. Now, this is something I've been teaching at the college level for 20 years. And it's something I've noticed. The, uh, the male population is dwindling. The female population is increasing. And I noticed years ago that the females tended to do better than the males in class. Why? I have no idea. But they did. And the other thing, of course, we've had this push for years to get women into STEM classes and get women involved in X, Y, and Z. We've created uh, entire organizations on campuses to get women. We promote all the women, all the scholarships, everything else we're doing. Get women in college. But now what we're seeing is that there are more women in colleges than men. So colleges now are having to recognize that, hey, maybe we've gone a little too far with this stuff and we need to try to correct this. Now, in certain places, and certain majors, you still have more men than women. But overall, women are going to be you're going to have more college degrees than men. and you see, Now, this gets into politics because look at what happened with Trump. You go out and look at the data on the 2016 election, the 2020 election, 2020 election, 2016, 2020. What does the progressive elites like to say? Oh, all these dopes out there who don't have a college degree voted for Trump, the uneducated white male vote. It's an establishment sneer. In many ways. Well, all the smart people, all the college-educated females voted for Joe Biden. Well, why? Because colleges are skewed to the left. So they go in and they get all this information from the left. And this is what they this is what they come back. Well, but you gotta be on the left. I mean, this is what I was taught in college, because you got a bunch of people in colleges who are also on the left. So the men aren't gonna sit there and take being bashed on a regular basis by their professors. and let me tell you something, it's gotten awful. It's gotten really bad in many institutions, and the students are just the students are worse in many cases than the professors themselves. I've seen it get worse over the last few years. The anti-male uh, uh, biases from students is men are bad. Men are the problem. Men are the problem of everything. Men cause all the issues. Men are always bad. Well, what is that going to do? Why would men sit around and take that? When they can go out and get a two-year degree uh, or get a trade degree, they can go out and they can build houses and weld and fix things. They can do stuff like that. Sell real estate. They can do things that don't require a degree, and why would they want it? Why would they want to go in and be indoctrinated like that? So what we've got is dwindling interest in college degrees, plus... When you get out in the world, say you get the college degree, well, then you're competing in an environment that is not necessarily uh, structured in your favor any longer. And it doesn't mean that it's against you, it's just, or even for you. It doesn't mean it was for you before or against you, but what you have now is it seems like there's a bias even in hiring and other things. Well, if you're not a woman, if you're not a minority, if you're not these things, go out and look at, if you want to see how the academy this works, right? Go out and look at any job posting for a position. Just say in history, go look. It's a higher ed jobs. Go to higher ed jobs and look up history positions and look at the things that they want and tell me if that's going to be conducive to anything traditional, Anything, you know, particularly when they say we we want we encourage females minorities to apply, because what they're saying there is what we really want is a non-white male to take this position. So what does that mean? So let me read this piece. I find it fascinating. This is colleges are actually colleges, which are now I mean, they've gone so far woke and left, they're starting to realize, oh my gosh, we're gonna have all girls' schools. If we, don't, if, we don't, if we don't correct some of these things quickly, we're going to not have men around here. Affirmative action for male students has become the new dirty little secret, with U.S. colleges worried that men are abandoning courses in record numbers, but are afraid to speak out amid the glare of gender politics. Because, you see, this is actually fascism. If you say that, hey, wait, we, we're, we're having a crisis of men here, and we are having a crisis of men in America. This is the real problem in America. It's a crisis of men. Men are portrayed as stupid, Bumbling, video game addicted, uh, you know they they can't do anything right. They don't say anything right. They're just all morons. They don't lead. Women are the smart ones. Women are the ones that do everything right. Women are the ones that do this, and so men are just there, uh, and they shouldn't even be around. I mean, basically, we're getting Charlotte Perkins Gilman, Charlotte Perkins Gilman's her land. Right? Men are only there for reproduction, and that's it. And then they're they're useless. They're useless other than that because women are the smart ones. Women do everything right. Women do everything that uh, men can't do these things. This is where we are in American society. And when you start getting more and more college, I mean, what's going to happen with this? All your white-collar jobs? If you've got 59% of college enrollments in spring 2021... Are from females when only 40% are from men. That means in the future you're gonna have six, you're gonna have six female graduates for every four male and for every ten out of every ten graduates, four are gonna be men. Maybe. It might even be worse, it might be eight to two. We don't know because not all these people are going to graduate. So maybe 20% of the men drop out, most of the women stay in. It's not gonna always be that way. But maybe you would get a 70-30 or 80-20. What does that mean? Most of your white-collar jobs, and we're, but we're still going to talk about pay gap and pay disparity and job, I mean, uh, employment disparity and all these things, even though female college graduates are going to outpace male college graduates. Women now make up an increasing proportion of the student body across America, in part driven by a trove of recent initiatives aimed at improving gender equality. Data from the National Student Clearinghouse reveals female students accounted for 59.5% of all college enrollments in spring 2021, compared to just 40.5% that were men. The gap between the two sexes is widening, with male student enrollments declining more drastically than their female counterparts, with 400,000 fewer male students enrolling in 2021 than 2020 versus 200,000 fewer female students between the two years. Some admissions experts are voicing concerns about the long-term impact of this trend on the male population, as college graduates can expect to earn more than a million dollars more than those educated, in to, uh, those educated to high school diploma level over the course of their working lives. Well, when men are told they don't have to be the breadwinners anymore, uh, women go out and get the jobs, men don't have to do these things, men don't have to take care of their family, they just be Mr. Mom. It doesn't matter. None of this matters. Men don't have to make and earn, and they don't have to be the leaders. They don't have to do any of this stuff because, frankly, when they lead, they're all bad. So why would men take a role in this way? I mean, this is what we're taught from the beginning. You look at, uh, you look at uh, your, all of your, your Disney channel. I've mentioned this before, Disney. Who are all the heroes now? They're all princess shows. All princesses. Boys are idiots. They're all princesses. Well, I mean, you're creating an environment. What's going to happen with that? you're going to get men disengaging from society. Why would they even do this stuff? Why does it matter? I don't matter anymore. However, even as student bodies become increasingly female, colleges are afraid to advocate for male students for fear of falling foul of gender politics. See, it's who are the real fascists in America? Well, the left. Because if you speak Un- forbidden, tr- unforbidden things. Well, my gosh, you could be all kinds of bad things could happen to you. Jennifer Delehanty, a college enrollment consultant, told the Wall Street Journal that efforts to redress the balance has become higher education's dirty little secret. Overall enrollment of college students has been down every year over the last five years, according to National Student Clearinghouse data. The climb was greatest this year, with spring 2021 enrollment falling three and a half percent across all sectors and genders. Male enrollment fell five and a half percent from 7.2 million students in the spring of 2020 to 6.8 million in 2021, while female enrollment fell to a lower rate of two percent from 10.2 million to 10 million. So look at that gap. There are 10 million female students to seven point—I'm sorry—to 6.8 million male students. Almost double the amount of female students in colleges now. Almost double. I mean, and you go back and they have data here, um, forty-eight to 42 to 58 male to female, 41 to 58 male to female, 40 to 59, and I think this is even going to consider to go the other way. Over the last three years, the proportion of male students has shrunk from 42% of all enrollment in spring 2019 to 40 point, 41.4% to 40.5%. By contrast, female students, as I mentioned that before, the disparity is especially visible for two-year community college courses with male enrollment dropping by 14.4% compared to 6% for female enrollment. So it's really bad at that level, two-year level. Why? Because, again, we're told that males are really unimportant in society. I mean, this is this is the cultural shift that's taking place. It's slow. I mean, right at the top, we can say, "Well, you still got Joe Biden as president." You still, but what are people? We got to have a woman in there. We got to have a woman this, woman that, woman to do this. Okay. Well, I mean, if that's the best person for the job, fine. But why does it matter if they're male or female? If they're just the best person. This is the point. But no, no, no. It's got to be. We got to base it on race, class, gender. Right. And this is what it's got to be. Women also outstrip men in college applications by. 3 million, a little over almost 4 million to almost 3 million. So almost a million more women applying for college than men. Female students are also outstripping men in nearly every area of college life, making up 80% of honors graduates from the University of Vermont's College of Arts and Sciences. Women also made up 59% of student body presidents in 2019 to 2020, with 74% of vice presidents. So look at what's happening here. Women are 80% of the college graduates, honors graduates, the University of Vermont. And, I mean, why? Why is this? Are, are male students dumb? No. But what's happening? And this piece gets into that. Douglas Shapiro, executive director of the Research Center at the National Student Clearinghouse, told the Wall Street Journal that the tre- if the trend continues over the next few years, two women will enter- earn a college degree for every man. This is exactly right. Some colleges are quietly implementing programs to attract more men, while some are offering more places to male applicants and females in an effort to redress skewed gender ratios. At Baylor University, for example, but this is a, ca- this is a Christian school, Baylor. For example, missions this year offered 7 percentage points more places for, to men than women, who make up 60% of undergraduates. But such efforts are largely, are largely under wraps, as colleges are wary of taking affirmative action for men, at a time when they are under increased pressure to improve opportunities in campus life for women and ethnic minorities. So the, the pressure is all the other direction. So we can't have colleges, we can't say we got to have more men here. No, no, no. Both schools and colleges are unwilling to fork out funding to encourage male students, prefer, preferring instead to support historically under underrepresented students. Institution's fair there will be criticized for reporting white men and other groups that have historically had the easiest access to education, according to the Department Chair for Education, Leadership, and Policy Analysis. De La Hunty said at, uh, at the University of Wisconsin, De La Hunty said that there is a perspective that men make more money and hold hotter positions in the workplace, so people think, why should we give them a little shove from high school to college? It's unfortunate that we're not giving the issue air and sun so that we can start to address it, she said. By contrast, female students are aided by more than 500 centers at schools across the country to set up to help women access higher education, but no counterpart exists for men. Male students also suffer from a lack of guidance, according to Senior Vice President at Junior Achievement USA, Ed Grokowski. He described what he saw as a kind of hope deficit, they also face the increasing belief that college degrees do not pay and are not the only path to success, especially with soaring fees. So, I mean, these are, these are things that we're looking at with colleges and universities. Is it even, we, we know that you can make more money, but is the white-collar arena getting closed to men over time? Is that going to happen? We're, we're celebrating all these women achievement, but what about men? And if you say, well, this men did, oh, that's just a man. That doesn't matter. That's a man. Right? So we have a crisis of men in America and it's caused by a lot of different things. A lot of it is self-inflicted on men and the, the choices they make where they prefer to be seen as stupid or uh, you know, bumbling idiots, but media has helped foster that. Men are doing it to themselves by being addicted to various things and not being interested in doing things to improve their lives. So we've got... Various things happen. Men are not allowed to be men. We can't. I mean, there's nothing that men can do that's just exclusively for men anymore. That doesn't happen. But women can have those things all day. So we've got all of these cultural and structural things working on it, and it's pushing down. Of course, it's it's then going to be manifested in education. I found this piece fascinating, and I've seen it firsthand how this is actually working. Men are fewer and fewer of my students. There's more and more women. Okay, that's great. Women, fine. But where are we leaving these men behind? Mentorships. Things that are important for men. So that men can learn to be men. This this actually goes back to the Lee situation on Tuesday. Lee was a good example for men. To be a man. To be a man. What are they going to want to replace that with? A woman. That's the discussion now. To put a woman there. So women are more important than men. That is that is the example you're giving now to the world. This is where we are in 2020 in American society. 2021 in American society. And not just in American society, in world society. I mean, this is happening all over Europe. It's happening all over the place. We have to celebrate women in uh, their achievements. And that's great. Having women achievements and these things is fantastic. We want the best in society, but then it, are we are we keeping some of the best out because we're not giving uh, giving equal treatment? I mean, when you have five hundred centers to to women but none for men, well, you can't because that's going to go it's going to go against the woke fascism, right? This is the problem. You can't actually have real discussions about things because you have the woke fascists. So, what do we do? Uh, and the colleges are starting to recognize it. Oops, wait a second here. we got to get men in. We're, we're losing our male populations. And again, men are just making decisions not to do this stuff anymore. But at the end of the day, what does that do to society? What is that? How does that reflect on society? And what does that say about modern American society or modern Western society? That men are now the enemy of anything good. This is Her Land. And I bring that book up. If you've never seen it, it's Charlotte Perkins Gilman. She wrote this book in the late 19th century, and it was a feminist utopia. And I remember I read this in utopian novel in college. I was the only male in that class, by the way. <laughs> you see. Um, and I, and I, the book always stuck with me. Gilman really didn't like men. And it um, might have been because of uh, postpartum depression. She had extended postpartum depression. She didn't like her her husband that much. And so there was some of that to it. But she created this... now. She was a eugenicist in many ways. um she believed in you know uh, the purity of the race and uh you know white purity and these type of things and and the benefit of Western civilization you had everybody around that was these dark-skinned heathens. but you had this feminist utopia of all these progressive women, and these men found it and they figured out that men were bad, and the only reason they should be there is because they could help uh you know procreate and that was it. that was their only job and essentially, this is what we've created in society because even when men Are now fathers. I mean, fathers don't matter anymore. Fathers are—they're irrelevant. Fathers are just stupid. They don't know anything. They don't have any rights. They don't have any. There's nothing. Women have all these rights. Women have all these things. Women drive society. So this is where the crisis of men. It's structural. It's—you want to talk about structural? This is becoming structural in America. Cultural and structural. This is how it's being set up. There's no more patriarchy. We live in a soft matriarchy in America. It's not official, but we live in a soft matriarchy. The patriarchy is gone. No matter what anybody on the left says, it's gone. And so this has been now filtering into the workplace and education and all these things. And I think this piece is a start of a conversation. Should we be doing this or should we lessen, should we, should we promote men or should we just take some of this other stuff away? Because now clearly... The the system has been pushed in the other direction, so we even need these 500 centers to promote women anymore. Do we need any of this stuff? Well, absolutely not. If you've got two female graduates for every one male, then clearly we don't need these things for women anymore. But they're going to continue because we're told this is what we got to have to do. And women are do this, and when we need women in this, women men no, we don't need that because men are traditionally, you know, the the lead have been traditionally you know the the, beneficiaries of everything in society. But is that the case now? If the evidence is in the direction that it's not, then do we still need these things? Well, clearly the answer should be no. If we're going just on fact-based evidence, well, then we should get rid of them. The, 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 go- the goal of these things has been achieved. we got a lot of women in college. We've got that. So we should get rid of all those other things. Women are already there. Well, if that's the case, then we need to either... Put these things in for men, or just get rid of the other stuff, and treat them all equally in the in the in the education environment or in the work environment, whatever it is. So here we are, uh, and w- w- it's not going to happen because the the leftist fascists will keep it going to where the narrative seems to be that uh, men are controlling everything and they're they're the bane of society. This is what it's going to happen. Um, and you know, th- this is this is the real problem in America is men. If we just had, you know, and this this has been going on since the middle of the nineteenth century. I mean, this this is a trend that's been happening since the Seneca Falls Declaration. If you go back and read that, uh, and you look at what the early feminists were saying, I mean, you know, marriage is uh, is awful and awful institution. They started talking about it then. Uh, and so this is where we are now, 150 years later, and it's the natural progression of that. It's why in this upcoming class, which is going to be released in October, probably near the 1st of October, uh, you, I'll have this discussion of that Seneca Falls Declaration. You're going to want that class. It's going to be awesome. One-off class, 25 speeches that changed America, and it's going to be a lot of leftist stuff so we can really understand these things and where they, where they come from. Okay, so... I hope you enjoyed this week at the Brian McClanahan Show. We had a lot of good stuff. See you next week. See you then.